Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Incoming friend request. Rip it and grip it, Josh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, I've been thinking. Oh, no. That can't be good. Let's do some uh, little bit of business on pod here. Okay, pod biz. Should we do more of an actual intro in case there's new people? Oh, like something that would explain what the fuck is going on here? Right. And then it'll also sort of help us be able to explain what the fuck is going on here every week as we sort of describe... Welcome back. Another episode of Friend Requests from Josh and Joe. The only show where Josh and Joe try to become better friends every single week. That's a good... Hey, I think that's a, it is the only show where we do that. So I think that's good. Well, I guess this and our other podcast that is yet to be released, but it is called Friend Requests from Joe and Josh. I. Yeah. Th- that's what we should call our bonus episodes. <laughs> request from joe and josh yeah see this is why we do the intros because we stumble across gold exactly and on in that one uh you talk over me a lot that, honest that is true i would that is a very fun dynamic which is like typically your adhd is on the main feed and then your social battery has declined by the second hour and that's what i'm just warming up <laughs> and i'm like let <laughs> me explain things to you man <laughs> Joe, did you want to get deeply political this episode? <laughs> I I do off. This is an off pod thing. Uh, two episodes ago when we had Kip on. Wonderful, wonderful episode. Wonderful guest. Go check it out. If you haven't seen it. Uh, and we did a bit about the DDR of like the, the Overton window shift DD, DDR bit. I'm like, that is so funny for probably me and like one other person in the world. And like. I just wish that I just I loved that bit. Perfect bit. I thought it was really funny, too. And I but for such different reasons, because you you really like uh, politics. And I thought a monkey controlling the Chinese (laughs) balloon with DDR was a great idea. Right. And I came up with that because if you've seen the bottom of the spy balloon, which we all should have seen by now, because it's very important. It was shaped kind of like a DDR pad. In a way. Isn't that just like a satellite panel thing? Hey, man. Maybe it's all DDR. <laughs> it was DDR. And editor, this is my first time calling the editor on the show, I believe. Edit in the, this astronaut meme. It was DDR the whole time, and then it always was. Exactly. Did you know, Joe, that leaving a review for this podcast will make us seven times happier? Yeah, exactly seven times, which is a biblically accurate number. So, oh yeah, uh, this one, <laughs> this one is from Maddie underscore 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 underscore. Maddie, wait, how did you spell the last name? Underscore 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 underscore. Oh no, I only know Maddie underscore 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 underscore. They must be related cousins, probably. Um, if you like the Judges podcast, you'll love this one. To be honest, I haven't listened yet. But I'm about to listen to my first episode. Just putting all my faith in Josh. Mary, you're building up something. Don't build us up so much before you go in. Come on, Buttercup. Don't break my heart. If this isn't good, then Josh is dead to me. Now, they posted this November 1st, 2022. Okay, Maddie. So, Maddie, tweet at us. Leave a YouTube comment. Tweet at us at FRJJPod. Let us know, Maddie, if Daddy Josh disappointed you. And did Uncle Joe 
come in and make it all better with a present that your parents wouldn't get you because it was lawn darts. <laughs> yes, of course, your school had airsoft Wednesdays and lawn dart Thursdays. We did have you can bring Call of Duty to school once a month Fridays. That of course. Was Speaking of, got a real update. Real update. Um, Noel from the Disney World debacle. Yeah. Loved the episode. Okay, so Noel listens. Yes. Um, I, I keep in touch with some people from high school, and Noel is um, happily married and living life and thriving, and Damn. would like to say that she is not at all responsible for 9-11. Uh, but, but who says that, Noel? That's exactly what somebody responsible for 9-11 would say. That is what she said. Uh, she did say that um, she didn't remember the incident until she heard it on the podcast, and... Right. Uh, but she did remember me getting turned down by Laura, and um, everybody talked about that. I'm that guessing was... so. <laughs> and she said, as soon as you talked about middle school, I was hoping you'd mention how creepy our um, headmaster was, and we did. So we did. Yeah, a rare update, a rare fridge pod update, especially so quick because that just came out today. Yeah, it came out today because I I found that picture where she's in it, and I sent it to her and my friend Rebecca, who were both in it. I say friend very loosely, but not to you. When I say it to you, it's serious. I don't think you should call your female friends loose, Joe. I see you're twisting my words like some sort of liberal politician. Um, <laughs> I, uh, but I sent it to them, and I was like, look at us. We're babies. And I was like, by the way, there's a reason I have this picture. By the way. And I should probably I should let you know. I talk about you on a podcast if you wanted to hear it. Oh, but so we you have a new question. You did a direct plug. I did. So this I is our new, door. This is our new marketing. <laughs> yeah, we're doing door knocks. We're gonna just directly mention every single person that we personally know and be like, "Hey, just so you know, I talked about you on this podcast, but you got to go listen to the full thing to figure it out." And here's a picture of us just to make sure I'm telling the truth. Here's today's newspaper and a picture of us. I will say this this last episode, I, I really loved it. I did send it directly to a couple of friends where I was like, I don't know if you listen to my podcast, but I think this one's really, really funny. I thought you might like it. I think, Joe, and obviously we're biased, second best podcast I'm a part of. Only good podcast I'm currently on. <laughs> oh, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but... Uh, I want to say a special thank you to the Patreon subscribers who sent us questions for last week that actually has so much to do with what we're talking about because it's directly related to what we were just talking about. Sure. Yeah. That was yeah. almost the most directly related thing you could have said. Right. I was going to say something completely off topic, but then I was like, hold on. That'd be like a, a terrible segue. So I'm going to do it now. Okay. You know how people are always, <laughs> damn it, it sounds too rehearsed, NPCs. You know how people are always calling people NPCs? You've seen this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? People calling people NPCs? You are really hitting this a bit on the head, Joe. I'm hammering it home. Joe, what's your favorite movie? Mine's Spider-Man No Way Home and Fun with Dick and Jane. What's the fuck Jesus is that? Christ. What the, what the, the fuck? Guy goes, the guy goes... <laughs> My top two favorite movie, movie uh, Greatest uh, Showman and the, and the Greatest Showman. Dude. They they have so many followers, <laughs> and they just consistently just post them having the worst takes, and that's their maybe that's what we need to do. Let me let me go. Hang on, okay. this is my audition for that bit. Is this the bit for the show? I shouldn't be guessing. You told me not to. No, guess. let's do it. This is we'll, we'll do. If we, my bit comes in later. We got this. My top two video games of all time. I know it's a niche pick, but I'm gonna go with ET for the Atari and Sonic 06. My favorite games that I've ever played um, in all my life uh, was Mortal Kombat, The Legend of Sub-Zero, and E.T. for Atari. Close second. <laughs> Again, jokes for just one person. Right. All right. Sorry oh, hey. to derail. No, it's okay. I was just... I keep hearing people being like, oh, NPC behavior. And I yes. think that that's a, a weird thing to say because no one actually acts like an NPC except for my coworker. And I, I realized it the other day mm -hmm. and I wanted to bring it to you. 
I know a few NPCs. Although now people saying that that person has NPC behavior has now become N- it has become NPC behavior to say that, which is funny. Yes, and it also is kind of like this person might <laughs> this person might be autistic, which is like mm, I would I, I I totally see what you're saying. It definitely that kind of stuff always lends it, it to like making fun of or like making light of people that are neurodivergent. But when I think of it, it's just dumb people. <laughs> It's well, people who they, are too dumb to care what's going on around them. Well, here's the thing is I think I have a true NPC experience because my coworker will say the same selection mm. of phrases whenever you walk past him. Yes. Yeah. So I'll walk by and then he'll go, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and I'll walk by him again and he'll go, looking good, looking good. And I'll walk past him again and he'll be like, oh, it's that time again. And then he'll walk past me and be like, can I close that door? Every day. And then sometimes he comes up to me with a quest. Okay. That's like when I've met the conditions, he'll be like, I've got four things I need you to do for me. And I'm like, I'll accept the quest. (laughs) Is it, (laughs) what is this just you being a PC and trying to impose your life to be less depressing? I mean, it's just like, he's just old. Yeah. But he really, like, I mean, so many times a day, he'll walk in. He walks in. There was a while when I first started working there where every time he walked by me, he'd say, Joseph! (laughs) The The exact same way. Joseph! How's Brad doing? Joseph! How's Brad doing? (laughs) Yes, sir. I had a coworker um, who... He, he would always be the first person into work. He was like 40. Yeah. A little bit younger, but. Uh, basically dead. Basically dead. Old guy as well. Um, You're young. I, he, I, every day, he would be the first one into work, so he would beat everybody there. I would always come in. Work started at 7. He'd be there at 6.40. I'd be there at 7.03 every single day. And uh, if for the first like couple months, he would sit there. As everybody walked in, he'd go, Good morning. And I'm not a morning person and I'd always be running late. So I would just walk by and give him the good old, like, you know, nonverbal head. I'm acknowledging you. I'm just not a morning person. A year later, he told me, I don't like you. (laughs) And I was like, why? He's like, because you never said good morning back to me. And that's like the basic thing a human can do. Wow. And he, he legit would hate Pete, like hold grudges and like hate people. And eventually stop saying good morning if if you never said good morning back. And it was, it, it was almost like NPC behavior where, like, you're building your evil meter a little bit every yeah. time. It's like you're good playing Fable 2 over in your office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, and so, like, if you needed to, like, grind your goodwill back up with them, just, like, four days in a row, say good morning. Hey, if you say it first, you get extra XP. And then at the end <laughs> of the week, you can be like, Oh man, Ryan, do you can can you do this favor for me? Be like, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> one time, I guess I didn't say good morning to one of my coworkers, and then he said good morning to me, and I guess I didn't hear him. And so an hour later, he came up and was like, "Are we okay?" And I was like, "Huh? Well, <laughs> you didn't say good morning to me, and all you didn't say good morning back to me." The the good like, morning coworker is such. It is a vital part of the workplace, but it is always just so confusing. You, Every workplace needs to have one guy who is just, or one person who is just happy to be there. Because if not, the whole place goes to shit. But I will never be that guy. <laughs> no, sir. If I can, I go in the back door so I don't have to see anyone. I can just go right yeah. to my station. I had somebody do that to me, too, where somebody was, they came in, and uh, I think they were new. And so I, I didn't know them. And after like a week, uh, hang on, my girlfriend's calling me. Oh my god! Hello. Hey, babe, I'm recording. Oops, I forgot. Sorry. All right. Bye. Bye. I had a coworker who did that. Where I think they were new, and after like what a leap of faith to put that on speakerphone. What's gonna happen? I hate you, and I've hated you for two years. That's fine. 
<laughs> like, I'll roll with the punches. I don't care. Can you imagine the clicks that clip would get? Well, I wouldn't post it, but it's like, what could she have said where it'd be like, Joe, you cannot hear what this is. We're going to fuck tonight, Josh. And I'm calling you to tell you that. I would have told you that anyway, Joe. Yeah, you do keep me posted on all your sexcapades. I had a coworker who at, they had just started. So like maybe like a weekend they came to me and they were like, do you not like me? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, I say good morning to you every morning and you never say it back. And I was like, oh, don't ever expect one back. That doesn't mean I don't like you. though. <laughs> I'm not awake. My brain does not turn on until about 10 a.m. Have you ever done the just checking we're good, though, at work? Because I have asked that of someone before. No, I, I cared so little about um, my how I carried myself at work. When I was running a camp, uh, a nature camp, I had a, another camp counselor who worked with me who I was like, this girl hates me. This girl hates me. I don't know why. And so finally, and like I was 21 at th- that year and she was like 27. So I was like, this woman hates me. <laughs> so I sat down next to her. We had, we got paired up or something. I was like, Hey, Elizabeth, I'm getting the vibe that you just don't like me in charge. And I just wanted to touch base, see if we could smooth anything out. Cause I think you're great at what you're doing and I don't want like me to interfere with you enjoying your job and your time here. She was like, you're relentlessly happy. You're too happy. (laughs) And I said, you must not be talking to me when I get to work then, because it takes me a little bit of time to get into the mood of actually wanting to be here. You must be talking to me after I've had my morning coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Once I've had my bean juice, I'm a whole other guy. Um, Joe, my brain, what is going on? I don't know, but that's a really good segue into today's topic. No, I have something first. Real, It's oh, real okay. short. All right, great. Oh. So the way- <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did that come back from me calling you poor last week? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I've been Boop. keeping it. Um, <laughs> I the way I carried myself at work is it's very similar how I carried myself in my personal life in general, which is uh, I'm I'm open to criticism. I'm not saying I'm not open to criticism, right? Uh, but I feel like I carry myself in a way that is respectful of others. Yeah, like I don't find myself doing stuff intentionally disrespectfully. And so if somebody, but I understand (laughs) if somebody doesn't like me. Uh, I do not care. That means I probably don't want them to like me. You know what I mean? Like if somebody doesn't, if somebody is a bad faith analysis of who I am as a person, then I'm never going to reach that person. I don't think I do anything super offensively. And again, I'm open to criticism. I'll receive like criticism, but when things like at work, if anything was ever done to me in bad faith, where it's like, that's not who I am. I don't know what, where you got that out of other than you have a predisposition to not like me. Then I'm just like, I don't care about you then. We'll just only talk business and then never talk personally. That's fine. I'm so envious of your ability to be normal. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's normal. Here's the thing is I cut people off very quickly. Like if, if somebody adds less than positive value, like even if it's a neutral relationship in my life, I'm just like, "Ah, I don't need you, (laughs) which is probably a bad thing. But I kind of get it. Like, you don't want to keep, like, I, I don't have many people around. There are people who have been in my life who have, like, not made it worse, but not made it better. And they just, like, atrophy and fall away. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not seeking out talking to you or hanging out with you. If right. you're, like, just, hey, it's Bill. Bill's a guy I know. I mean, I, I had a coworker who, slash friend, who would just keep the worst people in her life. Like literally were a net negative in every single facet of their life, but she would remain friends with them just because she's been friends with them for so long. And that drives me insane. Like I could not deal with that. If somebody ever becomes like a net negative, like they make me feel bad about myself or they just drain me whenever just from them being around. I'm like, I just, I'm so quick to cut out. Cause it's like, Hey, this ain't working. <laughs> I, I used, 
I'm a lot better at it now. I used to be like, I'd like everyone to like me. I'll keep you around there. You 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 make my life bad, but you like being around me, probably because you like to make my life bad. <laughs> but you know, we're winding in a minute ago, and you were like your brain. Here's the bit. We're talking a little bit about dreams today, because, ah. and I'll tell you why. Why? Because I had a dream about you two nights ago. Uh oh. Yeah, and it was bizarre, but it was incredibly on brand. Okay. We were at a zoo, and there was because we were talking about zoos last week off pod. Holy shit. We were talking about zoos. We were talking about zoos, and there was like in the in the zoo dream, there was a camel exhibit, and it and you were so mad because they weren't the right camels. Were they dromedary? I don't remember. I don't think I even saw them. You're just like, we're not even going to go over there because they're not camels worth seeing. All right. There's so many other things at the zoo that we could, but they didn't get the camels right. And I don't want to be a part of that. Sure. And I, 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 I've been thinking about that. And like the, the most uninteresting thing in the world is to hear other people talk about their dreams. Sure. So I thought I was like a podcast episode about it. Yeah. I am very famously, extremely anti people talking about their dreams so i didn't let's, know that let's hope it's interesting joe so <laughs> i have some just before we go to ad break which we have some time i just thought like has you ever have you ever had a dream where you that you thought where you could and then where you and you there you and you wanted to them to do you so bad you could do anything yes <laughs> No one ever talks about how that ends in you wanted them to do you so bad. No one ever does talk about that. And I can't, maybe because I'm a hypersexual little freak, but I can't unhear that part. I'm like, what is this kid talking about? What was he saying on Reading Rainbow? Was that Reading Rainbow? It looks like Reading Rainbow, doesn't it? LaVar, get on it. LaVar, get these horny kids off your show. No, but like, I just i i have I have a lot of like vivid and weird dreams, and this isn't going to become like a dream swap episode. But like, have you ever had a dream that like fucking fucked you up? Like you you wake up from it and you're like your emotional state is different, or are you not like a real dreamer? What's a dream swap? Is that like when you move in with my dreams for a week and I move in with your dreams for a week, and then we'd... we would not be healthy? <laughs> we would not enjoy it. What's dream swap? I mean, um, oh, it's not going to be like, I had a dream like this. Oh, you okay. tell me a dream that you had. Okay. And what did you ask me? Well, I asked like, how do how do dreams impact oh. you? Because I think everybody handles dreams a little differently. Okay. Trigger warning. Uh, potential cultural appropriation. All right. When I was young, I became extremely obsessed with dream catchers. Okay. Okay. So in the Midwest here. I don't know what it was, but like anytime you went to any camp, it would, there was probably going to be like a native American themed thing. And I was also in the scouts, which has a whole thing based off of, well, when I say based off of, we all understand it's not actually, but uh, called the order of the arrow. And I got obsessed with dream catchers. And um, so I used to kind of have like nightmares when I was a kid. And then I started putting dream catchers in my room when I was pretty young and they stopped. Okay. Which is literally the point of a dream catcher, right? Now, I don't believe that that worked. However, I I rarely, rarely, rarely have a negative dream. Rarely, like maybe once a year. Um, other than that, most of my dreams, I have like 10 dreams that I cycle through where I pick back up and just be like, hey, the plot continues. The plot thickens. Really? Um, and then there's most of the time my dreams are just like mundane stuff. Nothing crazy. I've never been able to do lucid dreaming. I've never done anything in my dreams where it's like, this is wild. I'm punching a dinosaur with my foot. Uh, so most of my dreams are pretty like, oh, yeah, I guess I had a dream last night. And I guess I just like ate a lot of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I. I got to rewind to the fact that wild for you would be punching with your foot. And that's like in a dream where anything is possible. You're like foot punch. (laughs) I mean, imagine it. It's hard to imagine. The physics don't make sense. Not if you know Taishing Pequois. 
monkey kung fu. <laughs> Was that an actual term? It's a Kim Possible reference at the very least. Ah, what a deep pull. Real quick aside, Ned's Declassified's podcast finally came out. In the oh. first six days, their first episode has 700,000 views on YouTube. Yeah, I know. What are you people doing? That's not going to be an interesting podcast. And <laughs> this it's isn't not me, sustainable. This isn't me being like a bitter, like they have more success than me. I just mean like the girl, I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, who did the racism? She sucks. <laughs> like, she- and like, not even like, of course, she did the racism thing bad. And if you don't know, uh, Google it. It was whatever. Uh, Lindsay Shaw is her name. Uh, I think Devin seems like a relatively interesting guy, but like that thing is destined for failure. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, all these shows that that are predicated on let us talk about our glory days that we cannot relive, with one exception, which is the Smallville podcast, which is genuinely delightful. And they're just like, I loved acting. I loved getting to be Superman. Wasn't it fun to be Lex Luthor? This episode was cool. And I'm like, geez, I don't, I didn't watch Smallville, but I watch every clip of their podcast. On, I follow their <laughs> podcast on TikTok because I love how happy they are. I don't but think I it's feel wrong. Like every episode of the Ned's show is just going to be them being like, yeah. And can you believe they wouldn't reboot our show when we wanted them to? Well, they were on Christy Carlson Romano's podcast, who yeah. famously Christy Carlson Romano, Kim Possible, which is how we got here. Um, sh- her husband was the one who like told them to. I don't know who her husband is, but they were, she was he was the one who told the Ned's Declassified crew to start a podcast because podcasting, if you get like viewers, is an insanely easy way to make money because especially from like those actors point of view, like they have to put in minimal effort and minimal work to just make ad revenue. Um, but anyway, uh, she had them on and Devin was describing how like they tried to pitch a reboot and they were like, no. And they're like, well, can we have the rights so we can try to pitch it somewhere else? And they were like, no. And it's like, I wonder how many times that conversation, that story is going to be told. Because what, where else can you expand on that? How come they haven't worked in anything since? <laughs> no one's forcing you to be Ned from Ned's Declassified for the rest of your life. Ned was in a show on ABC Family, and so was Moe's, two different shows. And the guy who played Cookie played a prominent role in Zeke and Luther on Disney XD. Mm. I, but you know what I mean, where it's it's just like... Yes, I do know. What will happen is Nickelodeon will reboot Ned's Declassified, and they will reboot it without any of the... Probably. I mean, because like... We don't need to talk about Ned's Declassified. Back to dreams. Anyways. What did dreams mean dream. to you? What did dreams mean to me? I I have a weird a weird relationship with dreams because from a very early age, I was I didn't know what it was called till late, way later in life, but I lucid dream, like almost always. Hmm. Um, and if I'm not lucid dreaming, I am having a sleep paralysis nightmare. Fun. Fun dichotomy. Yeah. So I was in full control of the zoo dream, and I was like, well, I would still like to go, but J- Dream Josh was so powerful that I was like, I don't want to ruin this time. <laughs> but it's I mean, wild. If I if I'm if on the off chance I don't have a lucid dream, it's usually something that makes me really sad. Sad or scared? Sad usually I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh man. I had a whole family in that dream, and now that was all. It wasn't real at all. So, how long does like a sad dream affect you for? Like into the day, it can ruin my whole day. Really, and I have to tell someone about it and be like, "My dream," and then they're like, "Okay." <laughs> That's uh, my friend, my ex coworker slash friend. Um, she used to come in and tell me her fucking dreams, like. Every other day. And I we developed this great, great, mutually beneficial relationship where she would come in and talk about her dream and I would not pay attention. And then and then she understood I wasn't paying attention. It's not like I was being a dick. But then she got it out of her system to like explain how her husband cheated on her th- with three people in in her dreams. Right. And then I at the end just get to go, that sucks. <laughs> and then it worked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, that's always like a solid setup because sometimes you just have to explain it. 
And I don't know what the psycho you you'd think that like if I was like Josh, I had a dream last night where I could run around on all fours and I could leap great buildings in a single bound, and that should be exciting. But then you hear someone else's dream and you're like, could you not? Yeah, yeah. Very rarely does somebody explain their dream to me, and I'm like, that was worth my time. Do you I mean, remember your first nightmare? Real quick, if anybody is telling me a story about their dream and they get to the sentence. It was my aunt's house, but it wasn't really my aunt's house. I'm just like, then why do I care? <laughs> right. Your reality is already crippled. I don't know your reality. There, I don't. There's no reason for me to hear about this. Uh, my first nightmare, Joe. I don't know if it's my first nightmare. It's my most memorable nightmare. I sort of teased it on our on our text message conversations. Um. Uh. My parents, when I was young, used to go antiquing a ton. And because we didn't have babysitters, we used to go with them. My brother and I fucking hated antiquing because we were kids. And, you know, yeah. you can't be loud or touch stuff in, a, touch stuff in an antique shop when you're a kid because you'll fucking break everything. And so we would always have to be told to be quiet and walk around an antique shop. So I had this dream slash nightmare where I was in an antique store. It's bright white glass cases. And my mom was telling me, hey, stop touching things. And I didn't stop touching things. And so she got electrocuted oh, like God. a lot where she was in a lot of pain. And oh, I, it was my fault. And then I said, I'm sorry. And she said, it's okay. And then she gave me a piggyback ride out of the antique, sh st antique store. Well, at least she was able to move. Yeah. After all that. In the dream, she was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that, I, that was probably around the time when I was like, I got to invest in these dream catcher things. Oh, I'm sure. I can't, as a five-year-old, be thinking about that ever again. No, you can't. That's insane. Um, you know what you also can't invest in? Well, you can't invest in dream catchers if you don't have money. So let's take a quick break for the ads, and I'll talk about my nightmare when we get back. Beep, 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 beep. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was sitting on a log. I remember this. And the log was in a room that was – it was outside, but it was also like a room that had like fake grass and painted walls of sky. And I was on this log and the log starts shaking and it's rocking back and forth. And then from out from under the log comes this giant orange like – I just knew in my mind it was a grub. <laughs> My 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 Timon and Pumbaa senses kicked in. I was like, "Looks like bed bugs tonight." Yeah, it was like, but it was like a puppet. But it was a grizzly. It had it was orange and it had like spikes down. It had big yellow eyes and big big sharp teeth. And it went right at me. And then I woke up and I ran to my mom and I was like, "Good grub." There was a grub, and she was like, "Where?" And I was like, "There, there was a grub." Under the stump. And she was like, we don't have a stump. Where was this? Uh, it, really funny, Joe. Like, funny you mentioned that. The CEO of Grubhub had that same dream, but it was behind a hubcap. And then he sort of got like, successful off of it. And when it jumped out, it was like, here's Taco Bell. <laughs> 15 cent, 15 percent delivery fees. Oh, fuck. I'm getting a phone call. I'm getting a phone call. Speakerphone it. I don't think I can. Well, mute yourself. Don't just turn off your video. <laughs> oh, Joshua. Joshua. Joe. <laughs> it's so good to see you, Joshua. And on a call, nonetheless. We haven't had one of these in too long. You fucking piece of shit. Joshua, it's me. Who? Say it with me. You know my name. Yep. On three. One, two, three. 
Jeremy, Jeremy Mergander, your spiritual, spiritual advisor. advisor. Yes, of course. Yes. I pay you way too much money. You pay me just enough, Joshua. Just enough to get by. <laughs> yeah, I, un- I pay you legally the least amount I can. You know the 35% that you tell Joe you hold for taxes from your yeah. Patreon? Mm-hmm. That's for Jeremy. <laughs> right. So at the end of the year, we're fucked illegally. But at least Jeremy got to eat three squares. I mean, well, what I love is that you put it into cash so right. that I never actually have to pay my taxes at all. I, right. I wouldn't admit that, though. <laughs> I can admit anything. I'm a diplomat. I have diplomatic <laughs> immunity. For what country? <laughs> For the state of mind, Joshua. Okay. <laughs> For the state of mind. When you hit one million subs on the judges, congratulations, by the way. I remember you. you went on the Craigslist and you were looking for someone. Because you told me, you said when you were on Craigslist, mm-hmm. you were looking for someone who could help you guide yourself through this newfound fame and you wanted to find someone who could help you you know look what direction do i go in and i said joshua yes i can help you do you I, remember our first our first meeting yeah so i went on to craigslist i was looking for someone craigslist. named named craig craigslist. Um, ended up with a jeremy so You've Thanks, never Craigslist. quite understood how Craigslist works. No. But here um, we are, two years later. So two years ago, you and I had a, a sit down at a New York pizzeria. That was the first time. A New York pizzeria in sunny Santa Monica. That's right. And it was mid at best because both East Coast and West Coast food sucks. We can agree um, on that one thing. <laughs> Because you are from Nebraska. I'm from rural Nebraska. <laughs> right. But my mind was from somewhere different, Joshua. Somewhere higher, Joshua. If you were ever, if listeners, if you're ever wondering where we flew in our live studio on, audiences, why we got them from Nebraska. So because of Jeremy here. I said, first and foremost, <laughs> I know 40 to 50 people who do work for scale. <laughs> Right. And I told Joe it was 35% for taxes. It was 45%. And the extra 10 is going to the Omaha applausers for scale. The Omaha, the Omaha applausers. And honestly, I mean, when, when COVID hit and all those improv groups, they couldn't perform. Right. They did the one thing that they were the best at, which is clapping for other improv groups because that's usually the only people in the audience. Right. It's the other improv groups on that stage for the night. And when we were in that Santa Monica, New York pizzeria, and I remember we were noshing down hardcore style, and you said, I'm having feelings and visions, and I have ideas and dreams and goals. And I said, Joshua, I said, your soul is your car. And your heart is your ticket. And yep. you better keep it because your valet is fame. And he's not going to let your soul go back to you when you leave this sunny Santa Monica, New York pizzeria, unless you have your ticket. And you paid me then and there. At the time, I was renting a Kia Soul in uh, Cal- in S- Santa Monica. And the the keys had a heart keychain on them. So. That was sort it of my was ticket. Magical! How I said the thing—that was a thing that was real, right? And that's called say it with me, manifestation, right? Um, exactly. And Jeremy, I, I of course I'm not a super big believer in like the supernatural, or but you are a believer bill. in the supernatural. You always wanted Justin to be on that show. <laughs> supernatural i just really think justin and and uh jensen could really kick it off oh. uh, i i yes, did ask they could. You, <laughs> i did ask you jeremy how my lifeline looked and you did tell me it was either a 50 50 a phone a friend or ask the audience 
And I never really got clear. I never really got clarification on what that meant. Oh, it's simple. Yeah. Um, you, your life is on a trajectory that is heading towards a destination, and you will need help along the way. Hmm. And which, just for clarification, which one of these is my lifeline? It's the one right there. Right here? Just so the, the audience right knows. Here, so just over a skosh? No, that's a smidge. Put it down. You're not a trained professional. That's <laughs> uh, my do fault, you, of course. Do you know what merganser means? Is that when the guy from Impractical Jokers looks dresses up like a gazelle? No, it's a <laughs> duck. It's a duck, Joshua. And ducks are things we see. And sometimes we see things in our dreams. Okay. And I want to make sure that you're keeping up with our studies. And the Kardashians. Because doing ayahuasca. Yes. And I told you, I said, when we see the vision, you're going to really ruin everything about your trousers. And you didn't. And that was a well, test that you passed. Right. The trousers were already ruined. So it's sort of a, it's sort of a subjective thing to say I ruined them less. Well, the ayahuasca was nicotine gum. <laughs> I really thought I'd stack the deck. <laughs> Joshua. No. Joshua, quando, quando, quando. When what? When will you open your third eye? Well, I did just get my hair cut, so my bangs are sort of allowing for the third eye to... I'm trying to Doctor Strange it. But I haven't found any any alternate universes to travel to yet. Joshua, the key to a Doctor Strange... You can see that mine is closed. It's right here. It's a little off-center. It's right there. It's closed because I'm in public, Joshua. Right. I'm in a public place because you're here and I'm here. And the whole band is there and Akira. And, you know, how are we going to do anything when they're around? But yeah. I need to ask you, because you have your studies... I'm going to quiz you now on dream things. Okay. <laughs> Joshua. Jeremy. Jeremy, I do need to assume your middle name is Michael. My middle name is Buffleheaded. But what's it say on your birth certificate? <laughs> it says creamsicle. I'm embarrassed by it, but it's true. I'm only embarrassed by it because I'm lactose intolerant, you see. Right. So I'll never be able to taste my own name. You're lactose intolerant and you, ha you have too many calluses to, to swing us a, a, a farm tool anymore. Oh, no, I'm a soft hands part-timer. <laughs> Joshua. Quantos años tienes? Um, Old fuck. enough to know better, I can tell you that. <laughs> Joshua, <laughs> what do you think it means? When your car breaks down in your dream. I think that means that you are stressed about an upcoming life event that you don't want to be late to. You're close, but you're wrong. Okay. Story of my life. Science of science is not real, but dream science is real. And we've proven through studies that when your car breaks down in your dream, it means that your life might be changing direction and you feel powerless to control it. Okay. Joshua. Yeah. Yeshua. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Christ's name. Have <laughs> Has your car broken down in your dream as of late? So I, it wasn't my car. However, I was driving because I'm, I'm going to South Carolina a week from today um, to meet up with my podcast co-host. I've told you about him. His name is Joseph Michael. Um, yeah. And I, I was driving. Before. Right. I was driving his shitty little shit box and it broke down. Um, and he looked at me up for whatever reason. He was sitting passenger. He looked at me dead in the chin because he was too cowardly to look at me in the eyes and said you were right you were right joshua michael you are absolutely correct i am a poor and i said it's okay joseph michael we're all a poor and then i showed him my license which had printed on it that i drive a 2002 chevy sunfire pontiac sunfire pontiac sunfire 
Car- mm, car- sunflower by Post Malone. <laughs> Remember when we were doing shrooms in the Great Redwoods and we were only listening to Post Malone? Right. And that was before he was big. That was because, right, because we were listening to like Congratulations. And yeah, that was before he was big. <laughs> congratulations. And I said, get used to this. I said, get used to this feeling, Joshua. Because I've taken a hibernation journey and I slept for 12 days and I saw your greatness, Joshua. And I ask you, what does it mean if you're taking a test in a dream, but you didn't study? But what? But you didn't study. I think that, can I be honest? What I think that means, honestly, no bit. I would, Joshua? Yeah. Only honesty here. That means that you are looking to get new recipes in your life because your food is getting outdated. I'm disappointed in you, but only because I'm mad at you. Looks like I didn't study for this test. Looks like you didn't. Wake, 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 wake. Oh, fuck. It's because, oh, say it with me. Three, two, one. You're feeling a lack of preparedness preparedness in life. life. Right. Yes, of course. That one was really on the nose. Way more on the the nose nose. than the last one. Remember I told you that your nose is the gateway to eternity. I do remember that. And you said your your mouth is the gateway to a hernity, which is what you call a hernia. Yes. And I said, follow your nose for the fruity taste that shows. That's a weird, that's a weird slogan now that I say it out loud. Yeah. Well, and then again, you then, you said that was a weird slogan. You were very high on shrooms. And then you said, let me amend it to be more personal to my life. And then you said, follow your nose to that white stuff. Blow, which, you know, good pun. Great pun, I dare say. It's all to your credit. Joshua, I was at a cocaine party in 2019. <laughs> Did you see my co-host, my Joe host? I was I went up behind him and I put my hands on his shoulder and I said, I've had visions about you. Right. And then I watched him take a twelve pack of PBR and leave into the night. <laughs> it was your PBR, I presume? No, I only, only, only drink my own urine. Fermented. Mmm, the kombucha <laughs> of the self. Kombucha of the self. Josh, if you're dreaming and there is a cat. Okay. What could it possibly mean? It means you're nearing the end of your nine lives. Wait, that means you're in the Matrix, right? Josh, what color is your Bugatti? Orange and yellow. Four. Josh. <laughs> That's the cheapest Cat- Bugatti. <laughs> Cats are a, f- are a symbol of femininity. If you're dreaming about a cat, it means that you're not in touch with your feminine side. It means I'm not in touch with my feminine self. It means you need to embrace your feminine side like one might hug a cat and then certainly quickly be scratched in the face because they hugged a cat and that's not allowed. Depending on the cat, usually no. The most feminine thing you can do, get Toxoplasmus gandii from cleaning its litter. I remember when I was smoking Tosmoplasmus (laughs) in Brazil with... One with Ryan Lochte. Sure. Right after he committed that crime. At the, at the Right you, after the crime. And I didn't know about the crime. And you, just I thought, said, you just thought he showed up with snacks from a convenience store. I thought, this is great. He brought this to the cat piss huffing ceremony. None of us got the Zika virus, though. So something had to go right. L- loads, loads of other viruses, though. <laughs> oh, oh. It was a chaser party. I gotta tell you, and it's important that you know that I did. I did get COVID in 2019. I got it in 2019 when I was eating chips with Ryan Lochte in Brazil, and I said, "Watch my cool capoeira trick," and he said, "I've got to go swimming," and I said, "Not in this water." Because we were in the Amazon River Basin. Joe, I'm sorry. Jeremy, sorry. You just look a lot alike sometimes. 
I've never heard that before ever in my whole life. And I'm tell, very old. You tell me Ryan Lochte decided to return to the scene of the crime that he committed in 2019. He went back to Brazil, stole from the same convenience store, and, and then just, he proceeded to huff cat piss with none other than Jeremy Matabuke. My last name is Merganser. Merganser. <laughs> and what does Merganser mean? It means... It's a duck. A duck. Josh, and do we you know see what ducks. Cucamonga means? Cucamonga? Of course. Uh, Cucamonga, that's when uh, it means you make sandy way too much. Place. And if you're thinking about ants in your dream, then on a very surface level, something is bugging you. Hmm. Have you means... about ants lately, Joshua? No, because I don't feel like my house is dirty. That's not really what it says here on my book that I'm looking at. <laughs> I I have not dreamed of ants. Unless you mean the, the the like familial version. Oh, yes. You told me about that one. And I don't think you want that on your podcast. Well, it was more. Yeah, because, you know, I don't want people to think that I dream about murdering my aunt. And I got to tell you, when you told me that, I said, I've killed. Who among us hasn't killed? But we shouldn't talk about it with, you know, delight. And you were gleeful about that dream. That I'm wasn't very real. sorry that I killed eight people. Yeah, well, my, the thing is, my dream was not real. Your murder spree in 2020 Brazil with Ryan Lochte was a whole other ordeal. Don't, don't think it's important that when I started hanging out with Ryan Lochte, it was New Year's <laughs> Eve, and then the next day... <laughs> It was New Year's Day. Right. And it wasn't a murder spree. I leaned against the wrong boulder, and it just rolled right down. Right, right. down through the suburbs of Brazil. Very, very lucky that they happened to be filming uh, Indiana Jones there. Very, very unlucky that the camera crew was not expecting the boulder yet. The camera crew, no. But can I say, Harrison Ford, he survived. But I <laughs> he, feel like this might be the year he died. Yeah. He hopped in that Brazilian two-seater and crashed it straight into a field. And he is, and we can say this with absolute certainty, that Harrison Ford is never safer than when he is crashing an airplane into a golf course. He's never died. He's never died. That's true. And he won't die until Jesus Christ takes him to heaven. Until he's ready. Exactly. Did you know that if you're dreaming about hair, it's a sex thing? A positive or negative sex thing. It depends on what kind of hair dream. Okay, so let's say I dream that my hair won't stop growing. Oh, then you have a stifling need for freedom sexually. <laughs> I need freedom. Of <laughs> so I've been confined in a in a proverbial and literal box. You've been provide. You if that's what you're into, mayhaps. But no. <laughs> As if you are specifically dreaming about long hair, then you are aspiring for a sense of freedom. And it might be time to remove these artificial restrictions you set on yourself from your life. Hmm. We can talk about those restrictions. I know about the cage. Yeah. So, real quick cut, Jeremy. I did not need you to bring up the cage that I put my dog in. Because a lot of people don't like it. It's not. I I I'm I not have my about the dog. Did you know the dogs are Satan's dog? No, I'm not worried about the dog. I'm worried about what happens when the dog's not in the cage. Joshua, you don't fit in that cage. But damn, do you try? And I see it on film. The CCTV well, feed I have <laughs> that I set up. I gave him a CCTV. Feed, feed, obviously, obviously. Yes. After you found the ones I put there, you said, well, there's no getting around this. So, Right. If he's going to film me, I may as well get him better angles. I have 45 ring doorbells set up in your home. My phone is very loud. <laughs> <laughs> so the cage, I refer to my house as a cage for my dog because he's a wild animal and honestly should not be confined. I get it, PETA. Don't come at me in the comments. You're now, animal, if PETA, if PETA is here, does that mean Lois is here? Because if so, 
do get at me in the comments. Joshua? Lowest. Yeah. You're deflecting. I am. You deflecting. are the wild animal. I am. When we were licking toads in the Outback Steakhouse parking lot. Yep. You ripped off your shirt and you look just like Luther from the <laughs> Umbrella Academy. And your whole body was that of a gorilla. And you beat your chest and you said, this is me. This is me today. I can't go back into that home. I won't go back into that cage. And I said, don't go back into that cage. I said, never go back into that cage. And here you are, caged. What is your name? Luke? What is your name? Johnny? Those are two characters whose last name is Cage. What is your name? Nicholas? No, it's Josh. I do, Joe... Jer- I do, Jeremy, have to push back, unfortunately. I think you were with another client. I think you were with Tom Hopper that night. Oh. The well, actor who plays. I didn't want to say this yeah. to you. But I have taken on a few other clients. Right. Well, I'm glad. Paying, Honestly, they're all paying me 35% of their Patreon. Cash. <laughs> In cash. That's how I can afford such things as... <sighs> Taco Bell <laughs> from from Grubub. When I was having Taco Bell at the new 20s themed cantina that they opened today in Las Vegas, Nevada, I it was really good. I really liked it. I think that like it's going to catch on. Um Joshua there's an exercise that I think we need to practice before I go. We okay. always do this. You mentioned to me, you said, I've never lucid dreamed. You said, all I want is to lucid dream. I wish that my mind could be Narnia and I could go forth. And I said, your mind can be Narnia. And we do this every time before I go. And listeners, you can do this too. We are going to hypnotize Joshua now. Joshua? Jeremy? See the spirit strings. (laughs) This is not from a graduation cap. Never said it was. Hand sewn by the wizards of Waverly Waverly Place. Place. (laughs) With me, Joshua. The wizards wizards of of Waverly Place. Selena G. I want you to focus on this and then close your eyes. <laughs> I'm seeing it with my mind's eye. With your mind's eye. Now repeat after me. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Five, four, three, two, one. My dreams can be fun. My dreams can be fun. One, two, four, five, three. One, two, four, five, three. The dream power belongs to me. The dream power belongs to me. One, two, three, five, six, two, sixty. <laughs> One, two, three, five, six, two, sixty. I'm a widow sissy boy. A widow sissy boy. Oh, I'm so sorry, Joshua. I mixed up another one of our hypnosis. I'm a little sissy boy. I'm a little sissy boy. I'm so sorry, Joshua. I mixed one of our other hypnosis. Joshua, no, don't do the sissy boy hypnosis. Oh, sorry. Why am I taking off my shirt? Joshua, focus on the Wizards of Waverly Wand. (laughs) Yes, Selena Gomez, yes. Close your eyes, (laughs) and I need you to count backwards Mississippi from 30. Thirty. Uh yep, yes, yes, him. Twenty-nine. Yes, him, yes, him. Twenty-eight. Yep, yes, him. Twenty-seven. Yep, yes, him. Yep, yes, him. I am really 21. sorry, dude. What's oh, oh fuck. Where's my you dad? Go? He died. Do you want to call me about it? Right. And you didn't think you could share that on speaker? I mean, it's my dad. I think I just had a daydream. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> I guess so. I I feel really bad because like 
we're gonna have to reschedule this episode. That's okay. I hate I, Joe. I yeah. Well, we did say at the beginning, it's either you ate a big sandwich, took a nap, or your mom died. And I, I'll give you dad die for rescheduling a, a an episode. I appreciate that. Those are our only rules, and I didn't anticipate when my dad called me and he was like, I died. I was like, fuck, mm. man. And that was a whole you know how dads are. They're talking. Yeah. Dad always dying. No. Uh, let's go ahead and get, let's get like the end recorded and then we can just record the meat later. Right. Sure. Um, hey, do you feel at the end of this episode, uh, we become like better friends now we've shared our dreams? I don't think we've become better friends, but I have become a little sissy boy. Oh, Josh. Bonus episode time. Go. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.